And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee. If you would turn your Bibles, take God's Word and open to Revelation chapter 20, and I'll read verse 11 to 13. But tonight, my focus is going to be on verse 12, but for context, we'll read verse 11, 12 and 13. Amen? So Revelation chapter 20 verse 11 reads, this is John speaking, John the Apostle. And brothers and sisters, let me just say that as I read. Revelation chapter 20 is describing the judgment of the unbelievers just before the eternal state. Amen. Just before a new earth and a new heaven is brought into existence. Revelation 20 is the period just before that happens. Jesus did say a new earth and a new heaven. Amen? He will bring. He created an old earth and an old heaven. Praise the Lord. He got rid of it in Revelation chapter 20 verse 11. You'll see he got rid of the old earth and the old heaven because it is corrupted. Can you say corrupted? Amen? And so he's going to create a new earth and a new heaven so the new Jerusalem can come down on pure earth. Is that all right? Amen. What a blessing. Amen. Tell somebody new things are good. <laughs> now we thank God for the old things, but I tell you, new things are good. Amen. God likes doing new things. Can you say God likes doing new things? Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. <laughs> Repair and renovation is okay, but I love new. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. So Revelation chapter 20. <laughs> let's read verse 11 I'll read verse 11 since uh, we all don't have the King James Amen version Revelation chapter 11 20 verse 11 reads and I saw this is John speaking the apostle he said and I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away and there was no and there was found no place for them and that is the earth and the heaven. Amen. Verse 12 continues. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened. Uh oh. A recording is being done somewhere, somehow. And the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books. How were the dead? How was the dead judged? By those things here which are written in the books, according to their what? Their works or their deeds. Wow. Verse 13, and the sea gave up the dead which were in it. And death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works. You notice the tense, it's written in past tense. These events, they've not yet occurred, but God is so sure they're going to happen that it's written in the past tense. Wow. <laughs> Amen. God is a good God. God is telling us the end from the beginning. So we can be prepared, brothers and sisters. We have to take note. The Bible says the book of Revelation is given to us uh, uh, for a reason. Amen. First of all, if you read it, You'll, be, you'll get a blessing. And it is for getting ourselves ready 
for the coming of Jesus Christ. That's what matters. All the hustling and the bustling. I'm going to show you in a while where the entire resurrected dead, they're going to stand before Jesus Christ. That's it. They're going to stand before Jesus Christ empty-handed. Not one of them will have a doll on them. I think I said that too fast. They're going to stand before Jesus Christ empty-handed. Not one of them is going to have a dollar. No silver. No gold. Think, you, I want you to think about that. That's what matters in the end. Nobody's going to stand here and say, Well, Jesus, I had a PhD in eschatology. No. What matters here, brothers and sisters, is what you did for Jesus. That's why I keep saying, don't forget our, the overarching reason for us being on this earth. The reason why we are here, bottom line, is to promote the kingdom of God. Let me say that again. The reason why you and I are here is to what? Promote the kingdom of God. Yes, God knows we have to live, we have to, we have to survive, we got to work. Amen. But that shouldn't be the goal for living here. This earth is, this is, we are just journeying through. What are we doing? Journeying through. That's all. God kept us. If the goal was to go to heaven, as soon as we get saved, we would die. But the goal is not to go to heaven. The goal is to stay here and recruit as many other people as we can to take them to heaven with us. That's the goal. Well, let me. Or maybe not. No amen on that. That's okay. <laughs> I thought Jesus said, amen, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. They called it the great what? Commission, not the great suggestion. You know, this evening, just for a few minutes, I want to talk to you about a moment in time coming in the future which I refer to as the saddest day ever. That moment is described by a phrase found in verse 12 of our text. The phrase is, stand before God. You see the phrase right here in Revelation 20:12. It says, and I saw the dead, small and great, stand before what? God. The New King James Version translates this phrase as, standing before God. And so tonight I want to talk to you on the topic, just for a few moments, standing before God Jesus. Amen? Standing before whom? God Jesus. Not God the Father. Not God the Holy Ghost. But God Jesus. Because we affirmed earlier on that he's the one who's sitting on the throne. Amen? Jesus is the one sitting. When John said, I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it, the him that sat on it, we affirmed that it was whom? Jesus Christ. Amen? Jesus Christ. And so here he is, and the Bible says, uh, um, uh, 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 in, in verse 12, verse 12, verse 12, not verse 11, verse 12. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before whom? God Jesus. The re and when you see the word dead, yeah, he's talking about the resurrected dead. Now that's not, that is not a judgment for believers. We were raptured and we went to the judgment seat of Christ. You remember we said that. Christians do not go to the great white throne. The resurrected dead, the unbelievers 
who did not accept Jesus Christ in this lifetime, whom you and I have a responsibility to evangelize so they won't appear at the great white throne. These are the people, unfortunately, who are going to appear at the great white throne. Amen? They are, they are, they are there to face the punishment for their sins. Mm -hmm. They are there to what? Face the punishment for their sins. This is very somber. A very somber moment. I, I honestly, it brings a lot of, a lot of uh, emotions to me. To know that, unfortunately, a lot of people who are now existing will end up right before Jesus Christ, before that throne. It's heartbreaking and devastating. That's why I'm, I keep saying, you and I, we have a responsibility. Amen. We have a responsibility to evangelize and promote the cause of Jesus Christ. Since let me tell you, God has need of you. God does not need of pastors only. Are you with me? God has need of everyone here. I heard a pastor said something and I, which was interesting. He said, you never see a pastor or a shepherd. He said, you never see a shepherd bringing forth sheep. He said, you see sheep bringing forth sheep. I don't think you get it. You, you got it? He said, you never see a shepherd birthing sheep. You see sheep birthing sheep. So to have more sheep, you need sheep, not a shepherd. Okay. All right. So that's why I'm saying God has need of the body of Christ. Not shepherds, hear me. Amen. The sheep needs to be empowered, educated, mm -hmm, full of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Not afraid, not being fearful. The Bible says the righteous are as bold as a lion. We need some lion Christians. In these last days. Are you hearing me? Some Christians will not back down when the devil opens his mouth. But say, I know who I am in Christ. In Jesus name. And be quiet. Well, maybe not. Some of you are so quiet. That's okay. Maybe not. Praise the Lord. But I think these are, these are the people we need. How many of you can feel the world pushing back at you? you well, the devil is pushing back. Amen. He's getting us inundated. He's getting us busy. He's getting us this. He's major to his discouragement. I want you to hang in and push your way through to serve God. Let me say distraction. Thank you. That's one of his major distractions, discouragement, inundating us with all kind of stuff. And we lose focus and he's just having a headache. But I got news for the devil. Yeah, it's, it's, it won't work. It won't work. We know he has one tool and that's deception. It won't work. We know who you are. Amen. And so I'm appealing to those of us who are here tonight. And to ask God to give you a burden to promote the gospel. To tell somebody about Jesus. Tell God, give me the... I remember the day when I was so timid. I was afraid to tell people about Jesus Christ. <laughs> I tell you, I... <laughs> not anymore. The devil is a liar. <laughs> oh no. Oh, you'll get it in a heartbeat. Oh, blessed be the name of Jesus. Amen. Oh, how many of you out there, you love Jesus Christ? He's been a good, good God. 
My God, hallelujah. Mm, glory be to Jesus. Amen. So I'm not going to be ashamed. The Bible, uh, it, 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 it was, uh, I, I think, the, the Apostle Paul said in Romans chapter 1 verse 17, he said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of God. And guess why? Because it is the power of God unto salvation. And it's not only, it's not only unto salvation for, for people. Hear me, hear me, hear me. Hear me, hear me clearly, saints. When Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. He's not talking about unforsaved people, unsafe people. No, it's for us. Salvation is a package. You hear me? So he said, I am not ashamed. The gospel is the power. The gospel is good news. Good news is the power. And it says, uh, it continues, it, uh, the power of God and salvation for the Jew first. And then what? Yeah, in other words, it, the, the, the Jews got the gospels first. Uh, amen, he, they got it first. But we got it. Oh, bless God. It had to start somewhere. Come on somebody, hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. Thank you for clapping for Jesus. Anybody love Jesus tonight? <laughs> oh, God, I give you praise. Let me, I love that man, God. <laughs> Let me say, I love that man, God. Amen. Hallelujah. Ah, glory be to God. I love that name. I love that name. Hallelujah. <laughs> and so, saints, amen. Ask God to empower and embolden you. David said this. He said this in Psalms 119. I think it's in verse. Uh, can't recall what verse. Psalms 119. Verse, I think verse 93. He said, he said, I will never forget your precepts. For with them you have quickened me. Wow. David, was, David said one time I was dead in the water. I had no life. But he said the thing that quickened me. You know the word quickness to make alive. He said the thing that quickened me is your precepts. The precepts is the title for God's word. Are you with me? So David said this is the thing. One Praise God. He said this is the thing that set me on fire. Your word was like fire shut up in my bones. He prayed. He said do not take your Holy Ghost from me. Ah oh God. And <laughs> He said, don't take your Holy Ghost from me. Because being full of the word. Uh-huh. Which is administered by the spirit of God. Coming from your mouth can bring change. Oh, you can change your situation. You can turn things around with the power of the Holy Ghost. David said, take all the treasure. Take my house. Take my family. But don't take your Holy Ghost. Don't take that from me, Lord. Yes, I'm Kabasando. Uh, Let's move on here tonight. Let's move on. I feel my help. But you know, I, I came here tonight with a broken heart because of this particular text. You know, these are, uh, when I say broken heart, I'm not sad. You know, uh, you know, it's just that people are really going to end up here. And that's what, and that's what hurts me. People are going to end up right here at the great white throne. A lot of people. Amen. A lot of people. And that should bother you. That should bother me. Because it bothers God. 
Amen. Yeah. Wow. So the Bible tells us in Revelation chapter 20 that they will be there standing, amen, before the great white throne because they have to face their sins. Romans chapter 8 verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation. Condemnation here means, it means an adverse sentencing. There is therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Anybody here in Christ Jesus? If you're in, there is no adverse sentencing to you. This is an adverse sentencing at the great white throne. You see? You see? And so, uh, and, and, and so that is why it bothers me because I know God, the Bible says it's not God's will that any should perish, but all should. Amen? Come to repentance. That's God's will. That's God's will, brothers and sisters. Thank God that there is therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. And this is why, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. They walk, they don't do their own thing. And that's what people who end up at that throne, the great white throne, they did their own thing. Amen. They operated in their own wisdom, their own works. Yes, their own works. Unfortunately, these are some of the people. And what I'm going to do, if time allows, I'm going to even venture to name some of the people who may be part of that group. I'll tell you who's going to be one of the persons in there for sure. Adolf Hitler. Ben Laden will be there. The man, Lazarus, the rich man who died, he's already in Hades. Are you get what I'm saying? What I'm saying, there are people there already. There's a lot. All the Caesars and Pharaohs are there. Pontius Pilate, I believe, is there. That, that saddens me. This is not for a moment. This is forever. <laughs> Wow. And so John said, let me see if I can, however time I have left. <laughs> John said here, I saw the dead. Amen. And as I said before, it is what I call referred to as the resurrected dead. Amen. The resurrected dead. At this point here at the great white throne, every unbeliever is raised from the dead. And here, that, and here, here is it. Raised from the dead and receive an eternal body, a resurrected body, able to suffer for all eternity. That is the only reason why they were resurrected. To receive an eternal body. Did notice I didn't say glorified body. We receive a glorified body. A body like Jesus Christ. <laughs> Oh, glory be to Jesus. They received an eternal body just to endure punishment forever and ever and ever. Don't you think this church should be filled? Oh, let me put it this way. Every church should be filled. We should be storming the doors of hell. I heard one preacher said, man, I can storm the doors of hell with a toothpick and still win. Because I have the name of Jesus. That's what he's saying. I can storm the gates of hell with a toothpick and still win. Because I have the name of whom? Jesus. That's what he meant. Amen. So hear me since. They all are resurrected to receive a body just to suffer eternal punishment. No one here is being judged for entering to heaven. What's happening here is the presentation of evidence. Listen. 
presentation of evidence by God to show these people how they rejected Christ and chose to go to hell. Who are the resurrected dead? Listen, those unbelievers who died before the thousand year millennium. Amen. So every unbeliever who died from Abel, the first recorded dead person in the Bible, every unbeliever who died during, the, during Armageddon, the rebels of the thousand year millennium who surrounded Jerusalem. These are areas we discussed earlier on. They'll be part of that. All the dead who are in hell right now, there are people in Hades now. Amen. As we just mentioned a few. Every one of them. And hear me brothers and sisters. These people will be there for the thousand year period millennial reign. And then they'll be resurrected. <laughs> just to be given an eternal body to face eternal punishment. Wow. Every category of man now stand on an, on an individual basis before God. Listen, wealth, power, fame, all is now immaterial. Not one person can buy their way out. Wow. I think John chapter, you don't have to turn there, but John chapter 5 verse 29 called this the resurrection of judgment. Daniel chapter 2 Chapter 12, verse 2, refers to it as the resurrection to disgrace and everlasting punishment. And Acts chapter 24, 15 refers to it as the resurrection of the wicked. Different names to mean the, the you know, uh, 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 different names for the same experience, the same occurrence. Amen. The dead, small and great. Let me speak. Can I spend some time on small and great? All the dead, small and great. Every category of men and women now stand on an individual basis before God. Listen, they are standing shoulder to shoulder. Small and great means wealthy and poor. It also means powerful and powerless. Yes, it means famed and those who are not recognized in this world. It means the haves and the haves nots. They will be standing shoulder to shoulder. Amen. All of them standing before God. Because nothing now, all is immaterial. Amen. Wealth cannot help you now. You cannot hire an attorney to get out. <laughs> what matters now is what you did with Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh God, I give you praise. Hallelujah. Hmm. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Since if you're there, you're doomed forever. Now that is scary. Amen. Now I told you I was going to venture to name a few more people who I think is part of that crowd. Are you ready? Amen. You may disagree with me, but I, you know, I, I, I think I may be close. And I'm saying that, brothers and sisters, not to, I'm not saying that because I'm not rejoicing. I'm telling you that because this is a reality. You know, if there are people in there already, we should try our best to prevent others from going there. Okay, that's why I'm going to venture to name a few people who I think, amen, will be there. All those who died, lost, or unsaved, or unrighteousness will stand before Jesus Christ, the judge of the universe. Amen. Here's a partial list. Nimrod. Nimrod will be there. You remember Nimrod? 
in the Old Testament. I mean, God told Nimrod to go in a particular direction. They chose not to. They decided to build a city in Genesis chapter 19 and 11. To build a city going up to heaven. Uh-huh. Defiance. I'll tell you who else I think is there. Esau. What about Pharaoh Ramsey II? What about Korah in the desert? Remember Korah who came against Moses? Korah. Rebellious Korah. Korah said, Moses doesn't, God doesn't talk to Moses only. I can be a preacher too. Let me take my, let me take my, um, my censor and go before God. And the Bible says, before Korah stepped out, the earth opened up and swallowed 250 men. I hope on his way down he asked for forgiveness because <laughs> not only that, not only did the earth open, it opened and closed. He didn't stay open to say, Cora, can I send you a rope? No. <laughs> that goes to show you. Let me, let, me, let me show you. That is where I developed a deep-rooted respect for spiritual leadership. This, this particular account. Yes. So I think he and 250 men they're being Hades right now. No, we are, we are told on their way down they repented. Hmm? Well, let me continue. What about Abimelech and Rehoboam and Jeroboam who introduced Israel to idolatry? Man. What about Ahab? <laughs> Remember famous King Ahab and Elijah? They always had problems. Ahab and Elijah, Ahab and Elisha. What about Jezebel, his wife? You think she's there? Everybody's saying, yes, yeah. <laughs> oh, God, I give you praise. You know, I said Ahab and, oh, but as soon as I said Jezebel, yes. <laughs> but it's the way she died. You know, I mean, this room, they had no... They had no opportunity to ask for forgiveness. She just got pushed off, pushed over the wall and she fell. Instantly died and the dogs came and it. It's amazing the way she died. None of these people had a chance to ask God for forgiveness. Amen. Sinacharib, Belshazzar. What about Haman who wanted to hang Mordecai? You think Haman may be there? <laughs> What about Genghis Khan? Let me tell you who's Genghis Khan. Some of you may be seen. Genghis Khan was a, he was a 13th century warrior in Central Asia who founded the Mongol Empire. And the Mongol Empire was known for bloodshed and destruction. Genghis Khan. Khan. Yeah, I'm talking about if, some of the things are too graphic, what they did. Amen. He's an, he, I mean, his empire spanned from the Asian continent, uh, 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 the entire Asian continent, from the Pacific Ocean to modern-day Hungary and Europe. That's how powerful this man was. But he got it through blood. Yeah, that's the word that was used for him. He's ruthless. What about Alexander the Great? <laughs> You're not sure? Okay, what about Pontius Pilate? Caesar Nero. You know how wicked Nero was. Nero would, lit, would uh, 
take Christians and uh, roll them in wax and set them on fire. And then ride around on his horse saying, you are now the light of the world. How many you think he might just be there? <laughs> what I'm saying is, brothers and sisters, hear me. We have had saints who died and endured. They left a great example for us. A lot of Christians were killed for what we have today. What about Adolf Hitler, Stalin, <laughs> Lenin? I think they all are going to. <laughs> wow. I, I call these names so that you and I can be aware that there are people who are now in Hades and they're going to be part of that crowd standing before Jesus Christ, the great white throne. And if God could help us, empower us, amen, to go out and prevent others from going there. Man, how wonderful that would be. What a blessing that would be for you and for God. Amen? The events of Revelation, saints, hasn't taken place as yet. That is why there is still time. And I say that for urgency. I name these names for urgency, knowing that the time hasn't arrived as yet. It's going to come because Jesus said, heaven and earth shall pass away. But my words, they'll never pass away. Matthew 24, 35. That's what Jesus said. Every word, and every, every word spoken and every act will be exposed during that time. Matthew 12, 37 says, For by your words you shall be justified, and by your words you shall be what? Condemned. By your words you shall be acquitted, by your words you shall be condemned. A lot of the things that these people did and said are being recorded. And if you're listening tonight and you are not saved, every deed, every act is being recorded. Amen. If you fail to embrace the provision for your sins, that's Jesus Christ. If you fail to accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, I think Romans chapter 10 verse 9 and 10 says, If you believe with your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is, that's the prerequisite, amen, to move from darkness to his marvelous light. You got to first believe with your heart and then what? Loose it with your mouth. You got to confess it. You got to agree with God, I'm a sinner. You have to do what? Agree with God that I'm a sinner. Yes. And the Bible said, then, only then, you agree with God. Then you move from darkness to his marvelous light. For if the heart man believe. Amen. And confession is made unto eternal life with your mouth. There is a word in there that's very interesting, though. The word stand. And the word stand, no, no, I want you to keep that. I want you to keep this in mind. This is beautiful. I, I want you to see what's happening here. The word stand here doesn't mean just standing waiting in line it listen to what it means it it was translated in the vines dictionary as appointed established abode now it means stand but it also means appointed established abode it means also set 11 times that word was used set four times it was used as a standstill. And this is the point that's been made. These people are coming before God, Jesus, 
but they're coming before him in a in a constrained type of situation not handcuffed but held by the power of god because don't you forget heaven and earth pass away there is no more heaven there is no more earth and the reason why is because you cannot hide you there is nowhere to hide you remember back then during the during the tribulation they ran to the the, the the people who during the tribulation i think is when the first or second bowl was released um they realized things are already getting but they run to the rock and say fall on us and the rock said not today <laughs> the rock not today i'm looking out for myself i'm going to be melted <laughs> so <laughs> so now that's the word of god so now there is nowhere to hide. You are walking literally held by the power of God on space. Mid-ear. That's what the word stand means. Held in a constrained place on mid-ear. When it's your turn, you are, you are just brought forth. And then transported to eternal damnation. Wow. Are you in my, can you see with your mind's eye what's happening? Quiet! Rich standing next to poor, poor standing next to poorer. Nobody cares about status now. Status went down the drain. One commentator said, the immediate presence of God will be a terror unimagined by the resurrected dead. For they are the object of his wrath in righteous judgment. And the reason why you can see that is because the reason why they are the object of his wrath is because in this time, in this lifetime, they refuse to accept the provision made by God for the forgiveness of their sins. Consequently, now they have to bear the punishment of their sins. You don't have to bear the punishment of your sins if you are looking. There is a way out. And the way out is accepting Christ as your Lord and Savior. And that's just the first part. When you do that, you get an inheritance. I mean, you got a spiritual in it. God moves in, gives you power to turn your life and your situation around. Wow. I mean, what a deal. What, what are you waiting for? No one will be able to negotiate their way out of this situation. I said it earlier on, and I think you smiled. No attorney will be able to defend anyone from this situation. No one will be able to strike any bargain to escape. Amen? You can say, Lord, 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 can we strike a deal? No. <laughs> no. Can you imagine the thoughts that will be going through the mind of these people after having been kept temporarily in Hades, now being revived, just to be given a, an eternal body? To, to endure punishment over and over and over again. Let me share this with you, saints. Let, let, let me share this with you and I'm going to end. Standing in the presence of Jesus Christ, God, Jesus the God, this is it. There is no going back. There is no time to correct our ways. And this is what the world is coming to. All roads have been led to Jesus Christ. Every way is being led to Jesus Christ. So this is what I want to tell you. Why would we put our hope and trust in something that one day will cease to exist? Why are we so concerned about this world? 
and get involved in the gossip and, and the fight and, and having the attitude. And why do that when you know where things are going to end? This here is temporary. This is going to burn away with fervent heat. All this building you see, the road, all, all the Teslas and all these vehicles. They're, they're, I'm not saying don't get one. I'm just saying keep your head straight if you have one. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? I'm not saying don't get a good house. Get a wonderful house, but keep your head straight. Don't get caught up in what's happening here. This is temporary. This is going to pass away, brother. Don't set your affection on that stuff. No, tonight, tomorrow, we may be raptured. And that's it. Yeah, set your affection on the things that are above. And what's above? The kingdom of God. Heaven. You got to think heavenly. Oh God, I give you praise. Ensure your calling is an election. Sure. Oh God, I give you praise. And all that fighting and tugging and screaming and quarreling, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, you get what I'm saying? What we have to do is ensure we get our head right. Enjoy the little we have here, but no, this is temporary. Amen? And don't try to get high blood pressure and, and, and what? Anxiety, right? Thank you. you. You know, trying to do what? Trying to grab here, grab over there. Why? We are Christians. Amen. We are Christians. And most of them that happens, you know why most of them that happen is because we, let me hear, let me share with you. Most of them that happen is because we refuse to grow. You hear what I'm saying? We're at, we refuse to grow. How many of you know that we can be very selfish? Right? Thank you. Very, and when the time comes for us to grow, we just lose it. Instead of saying, you know, that's an area I need to deal with. Hmm. I need to grow. I need to, I need to release. Amen? I need to be mature in that area. Why do I lose it that quick? Why do I fly off the handle that quick? You, you, you see what I'm saying? Why when somebody go here, all of, us, all of a sudden I lose control? I need to grow in that area. Let, let me share this with you. I want to share this with you, right? One of the, anybody knows one of the best place to grow? The best place to grow. Huh? Yeah. At the house. In a marriage. In a family. That's the best place to grow. In a church. When somebody comes to you and says, Sis, you know, uh, you are always late for your assignment on Sunday mornings. <laughs> you, you see what I'm saying? And instead of saying, you know, that may be right. Not, who are you talking to? I'm volunteering here. You know that. <laughs> oh, I, I'm not paid for that. Oh, oh, you want to be paid for good works? The Bible says we were created. You know that's what. I have played in the church, the guitar, from 12 years to now. Never got paid. And the Lord's and one, hear me, one day I said, God, I saw everybody getting paid. Could I at least get a dollar? And the Lord said to me, Oh, you want to be paid for good works? You don't want to wait to go to heaven to be rewarded. You want it here. I hush. I, <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> he, he, and, and from that day, I said, I'll play until my fingers fall off. <laughs> hey, God, I give you place. Uh, that reward in heaven. That's what I'm looking for. There was an evangelist, and I'm going to, I'm going to close. There was an evangelist who spent all, he and his wife, they spent all their life in, um, in Europe evangelizing. And they went in the early 20s, in their 50s, 60s, they were coming back to the United States after having spent their life evangelizing. And when they landed in the airport, nobody came to welcome them. You think, well, you've spent 50 years, you know, at least a church. And the husband got so discouraged, he told his wife, I thought it would be better than that when I came home. And the Holy Ghost said to him, you are not home as yet. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Oh, you are not home as yet. Wait when you get home. Oh, the standing ovation, the welcome to heaven. Oh, glory be to God. Hallelujah. Man, this man said, he told us taxi, stop. I need to shout and give the Lord some praise. <laughs> you sometimes, oh, sometimes we have the wrong perspective, you see. Sometimes we get... We get distracted by looking around and not looking up. And that's okay. Just don't stay looking around a lot. <laughs> Amen. Come on, can you give the Lord Jesus some praise? Hallelujah. Please take time to meditate on the word and let it sink into your heart and soul and mind today. Knowing that the Christian who meditates on the word will be like a tree planted by the water, bringing forth fruit in its season and prospering in all that he does. But what if you aren't a Christian today? What if you don't know if you're bound for heaven as a forgiven child of God? If that's you, then let's take care of it right now if you're ready. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Are you ready to be forgiven of your sins and washed clean and made new? Are you ready to begin your new life in Christ? Then turn to God right now and say, Lord, I love you. I need you. I repent of my sins. Lord, please forgive me and wash me clean. I receive your forgiveness right now as I put my faith in Jesus as my Savior. God, please lead me and teach me and show me how to live from now on. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And if you're looking for a good church family, you'll be welcomed with open arms at Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee, located at 4750 Capital Circle Southeast near Tram Road. Sunday school begins for all ages at 10 a.m. and the morning service begins at 11. And the Wednesday evening service begins at 7. This is a life-giving, multicultural, multi-generational church where people of all races, backgrounds, and walks of life come together to worship, to be inspired in their love for God, to develop relationships, and to be empowered to live out God's purpose for their lives. Find more information on their website, imitatorsofgodministries.com, or call the church, 850-408-8496.